Hey everybody, welcome back to the show, episode six, Nikki Piper. I'm gonna keep this real short. Nikki is so funny and witty, you guys are really gonna like this episode. She shows you what it really takes to get these jobs. So at first we talk about being a go-go dancer. Don't worry, she explains what that is. And then we talk about what it's like to be working day life versus night life. And then she gives, I love asking people at the end, what they would tell people who are auditioning or what they would tell people who are coming to visit because everybody has something different to say. I think that's my favorite part. I'm glad I saved it for the very end because I make you listen to the end. Ha <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. I know at the end our audio starts to fuck up, but there's only a couple more episodes that have that old style I was doing of recording. And then I'm moving on to the new hot shit. So don't worry, we're getting better. Appreciate it. Again, I know I always say thank you, but that's because I mean it. So thank you. Peace. We figured for, for the masters of technology. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Piper, how are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. Is it rude of me to still ask everybody, hey, how you doing? No, I think, I think if anything, you need to just hound it in and ask people more often. I can do that. Okay, let's, let's give the pre-story. Okay. I've, I've known you since the Palms. But I don't remember you at the Palms. Well, that's just how it goes for girls yeah. and guys. Yeah. There's too many guys, and all of them are trying to tell you guys the same thing. But I was also a barback, so I wasn't really friends with anyone. I was just mm-hmm. always had my head down working. You know, that pool's huge. It's massive. Yeah. There only used to be two barbacks, and so walking like 55,000 steps when I got no, but you, only two barbacks. I mean, you're cleaning up around there. Oh, it was amazing. You know? That's great. That's a, like a small tip pool. It's awesome. Yeah, I had my I had my sights set on money myself, so I wasn't really checking everything right. out. Talking to anyone? No. But I do remember Marquis. Uh huh. I was like, you look really familiar, and you yeah. had told me you had go goat at the Palms. I was like, aha, that's where it's from. Yeah. So, okay. anyways, enough about me. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about me. You've worked all over the industry. You are not from there, right? I have, yeah. So I've hit pretty much every property. I'm not from Vegas. I grew up in Southern California. I moved to Vegas to study hospitality. I went to UNLV to learn about hotel operations. My career started in uh, working as a front desk agent at the Cosmopolitan. No way. Yep, yep. And actually, it's crazy because I was a little hustler, even as a front desk agent. <laughs> I was really? hustling. Oh, yeah. Like, I would talk to people as they checked in. I was like, you want to go to the club? And I, like, never went to the club. I mean, I was go-going. I was dancing. You know, I worked in some of them. But I didn't really go out. You know, Justin Cruz, awesome guy. He's been with Marquis since, like, day one. And I would just, like, hook him up with contacts from people that were checking in. or So I had a little, like, hustle, side, hustle. side hustle going on. Yeah, it was great. And then I went into, strictly went into nightlife after I graduated college. After oh, so you finished college first. Yeah, yeah. So I moved in 2010 and I graduated 2013. And then I, Marquis, when we met, that was 2012. When I, st- oh no, sorry. I was with Tau Group. No, no, yeah. I was with Tau Group starting 2012. We met like 2016 or 2015, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I finished school first. I go-goed a little bit while I was in school, um, but but I was still working front desk. So I did a lot. I was school front, front desk, desk and go-go. Yeah, yeah. I was just going Energizer Bunny, collecting cash, trying to you know I have no student loans, I have no student debt. So. Did you know you were coming to Vegas to do this, or you came to UNLV for school specifically and then ran into all the rest of the stuff? Yeah, so I came. Okay, so I'll share a little secret with you, and everybody, yes. wants, everybody I else. Love secrets. Yeah, here's, here's a little <laughs> secret just for you and me. <laughs> so when I was in school, I wanted to go to the clubs. I like, but I was 20. I moved to Vegas when I was 20. I wasn't 21. So mm. this girl in my class who was Vietnamese. And I'm Filipino and I'm not even full Filipino. I'm like half, right? She was like, I have an extra ID. You can, you can have it. Just gave it to me. Just gave me this like pot of gold. And so I went, <laughs> I went to the Palms. That was the first club that I ever went to and just walked in like with a totally different person's ID. And because she was Asian, they just let me right in. No question. <laughs> oh, y'all look alike. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, that's when I realized how racist Las Vegas is. No, I'm totally kidding. I, <laughs> 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 no, so, so I, I got into the palm. <laughs> I got into the palm. And that was my first time ever seeing a go-go dancer. And I had never danced. My, I have not a single, like never taken a class. I don't know how to do choreography. Yeah, I saw a go-go dancer and I followed her. So I watched her get off of this like thing that she was on, followed her into the bathroom and asked her how she got her job. And I went the wow. audition, I turned 21 and I went to the auditions and I was one out of 13 girls that got hired out of like 300 girls that showed up. And I never even- Did you train? No, I was just like, like music. So I'm like, I'll just go. And I just went in and did it. And it, I was, wow. it was crazy. It was just like the most wild thing I've honestly ever done. I mean, I don't know. I do pretty ballsy shit every once in a while, but um, quite yeah, often. That, that turned into a five-year career where I sustained myself as an independent contractor, just go-going, dancing, picking up gigs, and. Um, Can you explain to people what go-go dancing is for so those who a, may not? It's know? a stripper. You take your clothing off. What? What? I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a code term for a stripper, and and I would I would escort on the side. Stop it! No, yeah, so right. A go-go dancer is a person who just freestyles to the music that's being played in the club, and you will either you know be provided costumes or some of the places you just brought your own stuff in, um, but it is like a, I mean. Some places will hire you. Like Tau Group was one of the first places that hired me on as an employee. But for the most part, a lot of Go-Go's are independent contractors. So they just come in and they get a solid base pay for every shift. Palms was How actually- How often do you dance? Um, so you have- Or where do you dance? Yeah, so you have different sets. Uh, you, you could do, you know, four 30s. So 30 on, 30 off for four hours. Or you could do, you know, two 20s or 20s, 2020. I, they, they're all different. Every club has a different. Right. Um, I, it's hard to find go-go gigs actually now. It's kind of kind of a dying. Well, once you get them. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there's not very many go-go's. Everybody started switching to LED screens. And it's really unfortunate because um, there's nothing like having a live performer in front of you. I mean, I if I 
ever own my own club, which I would love to, mm-hmm. I will absolutely hire go-go dancers. I mean, there's, there's nothing like it. People love it. But, of course. But yeah, you know, the clubs will cut costs. And so I watched, you know, a lot of people not have jobs anymore. Um, and that's when I yeah. kind of decided I wanted to transition myself. And a girlfriend recommended, she actually like recommended that I go apply for Marquee. And so, that was, yeah, I just transitioned. It was like a straight transition to bottle service. How come you didn't work or jump into bottle service at the Palms? We made, they made a bunch of money at, Mar- at um, the Palms. I didn't know anything about bottle service. I didn't know what anybody was doing. I was so stoked oh. on my job and how much money I was making because you also sold shots. But the, sh- well, you didn't even sell them. At the Palms, you didn't even sell them. You just handed out shots and people gave you tips. So I'd make like $200 just walking around. You didn't even sell them, but they were free. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. That was, yeah, that's how it used to be. And then, and then the shots were like five bucks. Then they were eight bucks. Then they're like $10. The prices would go up. Really? Yeah. That's when you know they need it. Right. Squeeze them. Squeeze them. Yeah. So I just kind of was like, not, I love dancing. Like I'm still I'm always dancing. I'm always having, you know, I love music. You know me. Hip hop is like yeah. my heart and soul. Like I, I love blues and jazz too. Um, but I, I just, I was in a relationship too at the time. And so it was like, it kind of stopped becoming fun with ev- like everybody staring at me in that way. Because you do have to be eye candy. That's your job. You have to look a certain way. You have to act a certain way and you're providing entertainment. And that's fun to do when you're, you know, in your early twenties. But I just kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't know. I I was like not having as much fun doing it anymore. Like I'd literally be like, mm. bro. Like I'd look at dudes and I'd be like, bro, what the fuck are you looking at? And they, and like <laughs> and other girls are like, Nikki, it's your job. You can't get mad at that. And I'm like, he's fucking looking at me like way too fucking long, <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> and I I would like like kick people's phones. They try and take pictures of me, and I <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't having fun anymore. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And how, how tall are you, Nikki? I'm five one. <laughs> I'm actually seven feet tall. No. Yeah. I'm kicking phones. I'm what the fuck are you looking yeah. at? Oh man. I mean five feet tall. So yeah, here's another fun story is you know, I had a guy, I was carrying shots. I had a guy and these trays get really heavy, right? Because I would put 30 shots on a tray. So think about that, right? I don't, you know, I'm not That's a it. mathematician, yeah. but you know, that equates the same. I know expert amount you know and so i'm carrying it and some dude picked me up with my (laughs) tray fucking picked me up and i dumped the entire shot tray on him and he wrote a yelp review about it a good one or a bad one a bad one about how awful the club was and how mean the people are that work there and somebody threw alcohol on him and when a manager tried to figure out who did it all of us girls, like nobody knew that it was me. Nobody knew like the story because I really didn't tell anybody. I just did that and like cleaned myself up and it was, oh, I got back to work. Um, but when a manager tried to talk to us and interrogate us to figure out who did it, all of us girls unanimously were like, fuck that dude. And our manager was like, okay, never mind," And like walked away, you know, because we're like, Hell yeah. you know, like don't come back here trying to say like who, you know, created a bad review for the club. Like, People shouldn't be picking us up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, there's there's a no touching. Policy. Exactly. You can't you can't touch. Okay, for all the people that are coming to Vegas, you can't touch people you don't know. 
doesn't matter if you're in Vegas or you're in your hometown. You don't touch people you don't know. There's some advice. Take that word. Especially now. Especially, just don't touch people. Just don't touch people. They don't like it. Especially now. That makes me worry about the club scene. Yeah, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute. So it's really sad. It's really unfortunate. Okay, anyways, we're not going to yeah. get into how sad it is. Yeah, well, I mean, um, you know, we could get into it. I don't care, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a minute. I'm okay. curious. You, oh, sorry. I interrupted you when you what went you from your story about Marquis or starting how you went from being going from go-go to uh, being a waitress. Well, my good friend. Which is hard to do. I, it wasn't hard for me. Everybody was so nice about it. Um, uh, there was a manager who uh, actually asked. So before I even applied for Marquee, I worked the EDC Skydeck. So they, they actually asked me. What's that? Uh, the Skydeck at EDC. I know what it is, but I've been Oh, there. okay. So the, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> like, Idiot. Okay, so in Las Vegas, there's a festival, Electric Daisy Carnival, um, which is banned. The festival. The, yeah, banned in LA, right, for various reasons. You could Google that if you'd like. But um, it's in Las Vegas. I didn't know that. Yeah, that they can't, Insomniac is, I don't know. You know what, I could just be making this all up. I have no idea. But it's in Las Vegas <laughs> now, and it's usually annually. Uh, not this year though, but yeah, so the sky deck is a platform that overlooks the main stage of this festival and Tau group had a contract to serve alcohol on this sky deck. And so I was crazy bottle service. Yeah. It's just, just crazy bottle service. I was asked to do that. I was approached by my manager and said, would you like to do this? And I'm like, sure. Like, I'm kind of just say yes to all new things anyway. And I'm like, cool. Had no idea what I was doing. Had no idea how to pour alcohol. Like just, you know, I don't, handling bottles is definitely hard. If you don't know what you're doing, it's definitely difficult, especially champagne. And, um, oh yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a proper way to handle champagne. Another tip, if you don't know how to open champagne, then don't fucking do it until you learn in a controlled environment with a professional. <laughs> don't, don't just go for it, okay, ever. Anybody, just don't, unless you know what you're doing. Why not? Because it's so dangerous. I mean, the amount of anxiety I get when I see someone who is trying to show off or like they're not, they don't have their thumb on the cage or they just rip a cage off and throw it. I mean, it, like, it, it'll drive me to drink. You know, it just it might, it gives me so much anxiety. Come on. So <laughs> if you want to know how to open champagne, just go watch some YouTubes before you decide you're going to pop off somewhere. Yeah. So You should host a champagne training on YouTube. Should I? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it'd probably be great. So I should probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I did the Sky Deck, right? So I'm in EDC, which was crazy long hour. I mean, that was insane. I was there. I got there at like 5 p.m. I would leave at 7 a.m. Yeah, it was what? like insane hours. Insane. Three days straight. Um, I made three grand, which was really great. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, for three days. So I did that, but I didn't, I just thought that was like, oh, this is really good money for this event. Like I didn't know how much girls made doing bottle service. Um, I didn't really know what the job entailed, but my friend, mm -hmm. she was like, you should try to work at Marquee Day Club. She's like, you already work for the company. I will recommend you. She put in a reference, an employee reference for me. 
And everybody at the time, the management team that was there my first year, awesome management team, love those dudes. They were stoked to see me because everybody knew me as a go-go. So they interviewed me. It was the chillest interview ever. They gave me the job. And I had, I had no expectations, zero expectations. I just was like, I have another job. That was it. Looking back, that's like, it's very fortunate because how many, you know how hard it is to get these jobs. Now I do. Yeah. Now I see, you know, I never appreciated it as much as I did while I was doing it. But now looking back, I'm like, I loved that time of my life. I'm so stoked I did that in my 20s. That was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what I tell people. It's a good time. Good time. Best thing and worst thing about working at the pool. Um, the best thing about working at the pool is working daytime hours. So day life is, I'm very sorry. A lot of people are going to be really mad about this and might lose friends, but yeah, right. I, really, I really don't care. If you don't want to be a, my friend because of what I'm about to say, then it's not a loss for me. We were, we were never, never friends. fucking friends. Okay. Um, no, but, but day club life is vastly superior to nightclub life. <laughs> vastly superior. <laughs> <laughs> I have worked nightclub life, okay? I've picked up my doubles. I have done my fair share of nightclub trips, okay? I worked all nightclub in 2018, okay? It's really? Yeah, I was at another venue. Yeah, I was at the Win. You can name the venue. Yeah, I was at the Win. I was at EBC. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I did yeah. EBC, yeah, I did EBC at night, and then I picked up day club ships. You could pick up some day club trips. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. Um, it's just, it's so difficult to work at night. Like, I love go-going. Like, I go-goed at night, but it's, I always go-go, like, day club go-go shifts. I always made more money. Day clubs make more money. I mean, you have food. You have a food option to give people. They can, they want to stay longer. You know, they can drink for a little bit longer. Um, you can go out after. You go to dinner after your shift. So day clubs are just the bomb. They're the best. I completely yeah. agree. I don't give a shit who doesn't yeah. like that. And they know it too. And if you don't want to be my friend because of that, it's because you also know it. You know it. Deep down. Deep yeah, down inside, you like, wish uh... you were at the day club. You you wish you were at the day club. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just hating. But I mean, the, the security of nightclub is one thing. Uh, you, know? you mean like job security? Or are you talking about... Job yes. security. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely... Um, you don't have to audition every year. That's true. You know, but really... That's but a big really, deal. are these jobs secure? I mean, really? Okay. No. So, either way... Maybe a couple of them, like if union jobs. You know, and that's... I really, I really wish everybody would wise up and go unionize for all these things. Truly. You know? I wonder how they're doing during this time i don't know i have not done any research on that i i need to speak to somebody and we need union. to get some information somebody somebody works for one of those companies i'll yeah. talk to somebody from you know a yeah that would place. be good actually but that's a this, this is, is about not you. me i don't i don't work for the union i'm not a union representative so i don't yeah. have information right. inside intel. the yeah, answers okay so the best thing of working pools is the daytime hours yeah. what's the worst thing Working in the sun, working in the sun. Yeah, really? I it, it was so bad for my skin. My skin was the worst it had ever been. My skin is great now, but it just was really yeah. hard on my skin. Yeah. yeah, so that I would say that's the worst thing. It's just that Vegas sun is 
a killer. You guys, you got to wear sunscreen and keep reapplying it. It's tough. Then you become all yeah. slick and shit out there yep. and you sweat. Yep. It's just, it's yeah, tough. the whole feel of it is kind of tough. So that would be probably the worst thing about it for me. Um, I like to ask everybody a customer experience question, whether it's a, like a good, bad, or embarrassing. Um, or a crazy thing that someone's offered you. Oh, you mean like drugs and money? That's the obvious. <laughs> I mean, people are just at, offering me that <laughs> stuff all the time. It's not, it's not really any different. It's no different right. than any other city. Um, let's see. Craziest thing. I mean, you know, I one of my most memorable moments was when we had a guest. And I was, I was actually go-going at the time. Um, and I had to help with, I think it was, and you're going to have to remind me, what was the biggest size ace? Was it 30 liters? 30 liters is the biggest? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there was a 15. 15 was the biggest for a while. And then I think they there's came a 30, out 30. Yeah. Liters, so a, a, a gentleman yeah, who uh, I believe is in jail now. Um, but he, yeah, oh, he yeah. Uh, spent a million in one night. And so I, that was kind of for me a moment where I'm like, oh, some shit is going down. You know, and I had to help carry this bottle out. We needed everybody. There were like 20 girls carrying this thing out. A million and one. Yeah, night? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then, is that the night that everybody got a um, bottle? No, that was that. Maybe everybody did, but I don't know because I was going. But there was a, a New Year's that that same guy came in and everybody got a bottle. And that yeah, was that lava. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, everybody whoa. got a bottle. I mean, I was like, I had four in my hand. Uh, I think they were all Vuv. You just had four bottles in your hand for who? I was. He bought them for everybody, and I, the waitresses were just like take these and handed them to me. And I was like, okay. And then I'm like, what do I do now? And I'm just <laughs> holding them. And then that's when I like started practicing opening champagne. Uh-huh. And then I got real training, you know, when I actually became a waitress, but um, yeah, those are probably the most memorable club moments for me. Just seeing, you know, the crazy amounts of money that people spend, yeah. which is always fun. Was there a most surprising thing like about the job going from go-go to waitressing? Um, I developed these communication skills that I didn't know that I had. And so the relationship that I would have with my busser, it was like, it was like this, like we were like a mini management team. And that was really, that was really cool for me because I felt like I always got along with every single busser I had. Like there were definitely some times where I'm like, bro, you could really pick it up. Like we're about to make some money. So if you pick it up, you're going to make more money too. Like, you know, I'd have to do little pep talks sometimes. For the most part, for the most part, I always had great bussers. I loved everybody I worked with. And that experience changed how I communicate and how I network today. So that's definitely like a life skill that I learned from waitressing. Right. The amount of people that you meet in a day is more than a lot of people may meet. Yeah, but I've always... It's all like hospitality has always been easy for me. So like, even as a front desk agent, you're meeting so many people and you want to make a quick connection with them to make them feel special, to make them feel welcome. Right. So that's, that's always been Mm. very easy for me to do um, in terms of like telling somebody, being direct, asking for something. That wasn't really a skill I had before waitressing. I learned that skill as a cocktail waitress. Dope. Mm hmm. Yeah there are skills that I feel like you take from and people that you take from mm-hmm. place to place, even though you might not see them. Like I haven't yeah. seen you in a long time. Yeah. You know I, I, yeah. I loved, um, I loved working with my team. I really loved working at Marquis. The, the family I had there was like best. 
best team. You know what? I'm going to look like I'm biased. Only having people that love Marquee on Oh, here. yeah. You should grab a few more people. I mean, you know, I, I honestly, like, did enjoy my time at the win. Like, I thought that they they just operate different. They operate a little bit different, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't want it to seem like it's, uh, you know, a, one no, place is better no, than no, the other. No. Dating. Dating. Man. Woof. Right. Woof. Well, all right. <laughs> Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. What? Yeah, so dating for me, um, I was in a long-term relationship. Uh, you know, I didn't. We were together for eight years. Yeah, we were together for eight that years. The, um, that, that's a term, man. That's a term. I've never heard one. That's two presidential terms. Honestly, in Las Vegas, that's like being. Yeah, I, for I feel years. like I did have an entire life, and now I have a completely different life. It's insane. The feelings that I'm feeling, it's so different. Being in a relationship versus like now being single. Um, but I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I was in a relationship while I was in Las Vegas. I'm like insanely, I have so much gratitude for that and the relationship that I was in. Was it hard to no, maintain? I, I feel like, I feel like we were on the same page with a lot of stuff. We both weren't super, we didn't go out a lot. Like we didn't drink that much. And I think that's why a lot of these relationships are so short term for people I, I don't know. I didn't experience it myself, but like if you're kind of creating a relationship around, okay, we're, we're always meeting in the club or I'm always out and I'm drinking it. It's a very rocky foundation um, because it's not the true essence of you. You're drinking, you're going out, you're partying. And so a lot of these people and everybody looks great. Everybody's hot. Vegas has like some of the most attractive people living there. And so, you know, a lot of people will hook up because they're young and have money and they're hot and they're drinking and partying and they got the time, and they got the time, you know, and they got the Bugattis and the bags <laughs> and the shoes. So everybody looks, everybody looks great, you know, and, it, and it's hard. I mean, I could not imagine what I would be like if I was not in a relationship. I'd be, I'd probably be so different. Really? I think I would be. Yeah. I think I would have been. Would you be a slut? I'd totally be a slut. I'd just be all over. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. I would not. I, I don't know. I think that I would. I, it would probably be very difficult for me because I'm so stimulated by intellect. So it would be, it would be hard Yikes. for me to date people long term if they just couldn't keep up the conversation with me. Yeah. So that's what made me it's so attracted to, to my ex was he was very intelligent. Gotta have the brains. You brains. Guys. Gotta read a book. It really gets the ladies. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I probably I probably wouldn't have enjoyed dating. Okay. I'm very grateful that I was in a relationship. I don't think I would have enjoyed it very much. I like all the people that are there. Um, <clears throat> I have single friends that still live there, and they're great people. No. They're yeah, they're not bad people. No, and they're no, not no, all no. They're either. great people. Um, but I just don't think I would enjoy doing that. We could party. Yeah, we could party. Being single there. But, you know, I don't. I don't know if I would want to date um, in the industry. That would be difficult for me. What are some of the things you hear about dating in the industry? Um, yeah, just the short term, how short term everything is. And it is, it is a lot to keep up on. Like everybody is working or partying. See, I don't know. I'm learning about these things, like leaving someone on red. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> I'm like, that should have pissed me off because I always reply back. I don't care like 
what we're, you know, how we feel about each other in a business relationship or in a romantic relationship, I just reply back because I'm a nice person. I'm not. What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> I said, you're not? Said, you not. leave people on red? That's so mean. I don't even, no, I don't have the red thing uh, on. Well, neither do I, but I'm just, I'm saying as like, you know, wow. But yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, like, this, no, 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 in this way. I Jeez. don't give a shit in this way. Is Shauna okay? <laughs> Are you okay, this... Shauna? Just a cry for... She understands. That's cool. Because I give whoever is in front of me uh, my full attention. Yeah. And if that means other people got to, like, fuck off for a while, I, I hope they don't mind because I don't mind when people yeah, have totally. other things to do yeah. and talk and, to me. So, so mm -hmm, I don't think of it as like mm -hmm. being a dick. There are times where I like, I don't want to respond in, don't if you don't have nothing all. nice yeah, to say, totally. don't say nothing I mean, at all. And so I don't I, speak okay, to a lot I, of people. I see what you're saying there and I respect that. I do. I, I think also people, we're not giving enough of our attention to each other, which is another reason why a lot of these relationships seem so fragile is because you have so much distraction in Las Vegas. I mean, this girl's hot. This girl's hot. This girl's new. This girl just came from like Florida, you know? And then for dudes, it's like, he just got a 10K tip. You know, he just got like a new car. Like, so everybody's kind of like, things are moving quick and fast. And they're like, yeah. Money and so people are, um, right. They kind of want new stuff too. Like you're, on even being here back in San Diego, I can't listen to the radio here because it's behind. You know what I mean? Like in Las Vegas, really? it's always the new shit, even on the radio. Everything's new. Everything is fresh and new. It has to be. It has to be on trend for it to be Las Vegas or it would not be Las Vegas. And so that, that kind of uh, mentality trickles down, I think, to everybody that works in the industries. The club industries they want the new shit too they want you know and so it kind of if you start treating people that way that you know that's not cool you know it almost that's mm. kind of what i see i don't know i'm making this up as yeah. i go i don't have a book exactly yeah. that's what this is for you're shedding light on yeah. stuff thanks that was great i was nodding my head nice the whole time yeah a couple more these are the good ones yeah give me a good right. one what are the tips you would give guests okay. that were visiting here we go Nice, you got a list? I, I don't have a list. I just have more things might come more things might come to my mind as I'm Ooh. speaking. That usually happens. So we'll just we'll just roll with it and see what happens here. I would suggest wear shoes that you have worn before and shoes that you like. Okay. Do not buy a new pair of shoes, put them in your bag and think, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna just break these in on my three-day trip to Las Vegas. No, bitch. You get yourself. A nice pair of shoes that's comfortable. You wear those things around, get used to them, and you keep them on your feet. And it goes for guys too, okay? Wear nice shoes. Really? You're going to be walking a lot of places. You're going to get drunk. Be smart. Be an adult. You're at least 21. What's, be an adult. There's nothing worse than seeing people walk through the club, leave the club with their shoes in their hand. Or, I don't know, put one of those pairs of flats in your purse preemptively or something you know but it's like they sell them outside yeah right they sell those shoes yeah. outside so the, i um, you know i'm glad the that they started doing that because it was out of control for a little bit the black it's feet black feet it's not appropriate mm. it's not appropriate and you can't do that 
Yeah, they have the nicest dress on, and then you look down. Okay, I've got another. I've got another little tip. Okay, so I've always been really good at at budgeting my money. Um, I pride myself in it, and I would say, if you are on a budget coming to Las Vegas, don't let Vegas pressure you. Okay, like it could happen. It's a very cool place. There's a lot of fun people and very attractive people, but don't let it pressure you. Spend your money where you really want to spend it. You know, like if you if you really want to go to that nice steakhouse, enjoy your time there. Ball out at the nice steakhouse if that's where you want to go. Or if you're like, I really want a hotel room with a pool because I want to have my own pool parties, like something at the Palms, then get yourself that. But pick it because if you go just going, I'm going to wing it, that's why you come home broke because you fucking, you're winging it in Vegas. Why would you ever <laughs> do that? That's madness. There's only 1% of people in this country that can wing it in Vegas. And they even really they are, don't. So they're the most the methodical about they it. Pick, they pick their venues. They know exactly where they're going. They know exactly what they want. Ball out in a way that's appropriate for Food. you and your own finances. Because you will have the best time. And you won't be so bummed. And you won't be trying to like financially recover from this. <laughs> you know, Don't let Vegas do that to you. Let, have fun. That's a good and tip. And you can do that anywhere in the world. Yeah. Okay, that leads to this. Okay. This is more of a Vegas specific question. What are a couple tips you would give to people who audition? Um, I would say, I don't know. This is probably going to be bad. Oh, There's no know, such so thing. People might hate me for this. I would say, find out who the managers are. Act like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and get ready, honey. Get yourself some knee pads. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my I, ribs. No, I would, I would take, if you really want this job, if that's what you really want, guys or girls, hosts, anybody. Okay. I have, so there's different things that I would suggest for every position. Um, but let's just say overall, you want to work in a club, whoever you are, whatever you want to do, any position. Treat it like you would any job that you really want and get your ass on LinkedIn, update your shit, add the managers, find them on Instagram, add them and get, get yourself noticed beforehand. Get yourself noticed. That's what you do with any job you want in life, anywhere you're going to go. And the reason why I got my job was because everybody liked me and they already knew me and they wanted to work with me. That's how I got my job. There are some people that just walk in and they are... 10 out of 10s, you know, amazing, gorgeous, amazing people. And they're just noticed because they're beautiful. And they might not even have the best work ethic and they might fucking suck on the job and everybody will know that and they won't come back another year. Okay, fine. But if you don't have that, if you know, okay, I'm attractive, I can work out, I can get right, but I might not, you know, stand up next to the Heidi Klum's or whoever's coming in, then get yourself noticed beforehand. That Thank you. Thanks, man. Brilliant. What do you mean? Why would nobody like you for that? That's those well. Are the I'm real saying I just I feel like if a, a manager heard that, they'd be like, "Thanks, Nikki. Thanks a fucking lot." My DMs are already overflowing with people that want jobs. You know. Well, sorry, sorry, dude. That's why you're the manager. If I was the manager, if I was the manager, this I would be my so stoked that people want to work for me. I would never, ever let that bother me, ever. 
and I would never take it for granted. I would always be grateful that I have the power to give somebody a new life and a new opportunity. That's awesome. And in my opinion, let's just say, and I don't give a shit what manager knows this, uh, you either get into it to work your way up to the top, right? To be general manager, get some Uh type of partner deal and then work your own hospitality thing or you just like talking to girls more because you don't switch over. Mm -hmm. You don't switch over for the pay at the beginning for sure. And so you're just giving them more people right. that are hitting yeah. them. Yeah, okay. So, so, that go- they yeah. so they're not going to hate me. They're probably so. They're going to be like, yeah. thank you, Thanks. Nikki. Thanks, about to have all these bitches. You know you're me. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you're we probably not a good you. person, but you're fucking welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but curtsy. 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 Yeah. Stand and bow. I'm very excited about TikTok. I have several friends that want me to join it. And I'm thinking, you know, this retired go-go might as well just, you know, get, give, give people oh, you're a professional what they want. Already. Just give people what they want, Nikki. And so I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking about it. I might jump it. on TikTok. If anybody needs a virtual go-go, I'm home. I'm not doing anything. Let's do it. Just throw me up on the screen. I can, <laughs> you know, why not? We miss this stuff. We're hospitality awesome. people. This is what we do, okay? I know all of you people that are working still from home with your uh, jobs. This is what we do, okay? When this pandemic's over, we're going back to hospitality because we're fucking good at it and we like it and we want to give you a good time and a good experience. That's what we do. Boom, and that's all she wrote. Nikki's hilarious. I could have run that back we're gonna jump back into it but uh thanks everybody for listening don't forget to check us out on instagram at strips.lasvegas until next time i think in a couple days with miss natalia rosas she's spanish (laughs) all right y'all peace